Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Reflecting on this, I decided to follow her advice, and I noticed profound changes in my own dogs. Enhanced energy, healthier skin, and an overall younger demeanor. It's truly heartwarming to see them so vibrant and full of life. Go to badlandsfood.com hometown and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash hometown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, there's nothing wrong with your audio. That sound is the gateway to the best place on Earth in the year 2100, at least in North America. And depending on what you like, it may be the best place right now, or you might hate it now and also when it's the new environmental citadel for the coming apocalypse. If it were its own state, this place would be the least populated state in America by about 50%, in spite of the fact that it is larger than Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Delaware combined. If you've heard this sound before, you know exactly where we're going. It's the sound your car makes on the metal grating of the world's second largest suspension bridge, five miles long over the Mackinac Straits. We're heading to Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I came up here to visit Isle Royale for our series on the Michigan Islands, but Isle Royale was on fire at the time, about 250 acres of it, and it was also suffering from massive outbreaks of toxic algal blooms. More than 20 different campgrounds, docks, trails, and lookouts were closed, and the island as a whole was completely out of toilet paper. And as if all of that were not enough, there was a notice on the park website that preliminary construction on the Ranger 3 dock has begun. Visitors should expect frequent, loud construction sounds, saw, drills, heavy equipment, Monday through Friday. If I were to make a list of all the reasons to go to a national park, then cross out all of those reasons with one hideous explanation after another, 
I would be left with a document basically identical to the Isle Royale homepage. Rather than a quiet sanctuary for modern life, Isle Royale became a kind of summary of modern life. It was loud, polluted, covered with caution tape and the smog of a 250-acre forest fire. And, despite all of this, it was crowded. The ferries were completely booked, as were all lodgings and campsites, which is a shame, really. I wanted you to see me, in your mind's eye, riding out like a badass to an island on fire, my hair rippling in the fierce superior wind, my eyes piercing and determined, standing tall at the front of the boat like George Washington crossing the Delaware, while Metallica plays in the background, flames licking the sky overhead, and dark swirling missiles of smoke plunging all around, but also comforting the other passengers, walking between them where they crouch and tremble, touching the tops of their heads with my hands like Jesus, and anointing them with calm. Actually, I'm really okay with you just imagining it anyway. I'll give you a moment. Thank you. I hope that was as magical for you as it was for me. But by the time I discovered that Isle Royale was a burning, reeking, algae-ridden construction site, I already crossed the bridge. Instead of coming right back home, I figured I'd make a trip of it. At nearly the same moment that I first saw pictures of the smoke above Isle Royale, I learned that the first town across the bridge, St. Ignace, was having its 350th birthday. By the time it was through, I had attended a parade, a guided cemetery walk, the crowning of Miss 350th, bark painting, and dreamcatcher workshops, as well as an actual birthday party for the city, with a cake and everything. There were fireworks too, of course, over the water. The UP isn't as remote as Isle Royale, but it's still way up there on a cultural island. You don't go to the UP to go anywhere else. It's a long spit of land in the middle of the three largest Great Lakes that doesn't lead to anywhere. You only go there to go there. And then you go home. It's kind of like Italy or Florida in its shape, but that's where the similarities stop. You might love it or hate it, but you're not really going to find it anywhere else. I love it personally, but it's definitely not for everyone. They say the Upper Peninsula has three seasons, winter, summer, and mud. I was there for August, and it was frankly weird to see so many sprawling, sugar-sand beaches completely empty in 85-degree weather. But the UP is empty generally. They sell t-shirts up there that say, Social Distancing, since 1837, which is the year Michigan became a state. It's a joke, of course, but it also isn't. The biggest city, Marquette, on the Lake Superior coast, is home to only 20,000 people. By the time I was done, about 10 days later, I had another thousand miles on my truck and a pile of stuff in the front, more or less monetarily worthless, but which I'm pretty excited about, nonetheless. I had a few lumps of raw, 99.9% pure copper pulled straight from the ground. The 0.1% of impurity in this otherwise pure copper is often itself pure silver. The UP is the only place in the world where you find this, pure silver and pure copper together. In one case, they found a chunk of copper the size of two school buses and had no idea how to get it out. They tried breaking it apart with hammers and pickaxes, 
but pure copper is soft. It just bends and folds. And dynamite isn't any better. It doesn't blow it apart. It just blows a hole in it. Like if you put a firecracker in a mound of clay. So, they used thin chisels to create gaps in the huge copper lumps in order to haul it out in smaller pieces. They did the hauling with carts of different kinds, sometimes pulled by horses or horseshoes, like the one I brought home with me. In cases where the copper wasn't pure, they had to crush and refine it, as they do most places. The most common byproduct of the smelting process was a kind of dark purple glass called slag. I really didn't mean to take any slag, but a boy at one of the sites, having filled his mom's purse, started bringing it to me instead. I didn't have the heart to throw it out in front of him. It has a lunar, spacey texture to it, sometimes with chunks of raw iron still attached. It is actually quite pretty. The crushed rock from the first part of the refining process is known as stamp sand, and in some places, vast blackheads have emerged in the upper peninsula, consisting entirely of these tiny man-made particles. I brought some home in an empty pill bottle. Above all, the UP is mining country, and the most geologically diverse place in the United States. Gold, silver, and copper all had rushes, and nickel and iron have also been mined extensively, all of which has resulted in a rich regional history and a small army of local historians committed to keeping it alive. Maybe most notably, Clarence Manette from Lake Linden produced a series of 56 volumes of local Upper Peninsula histories before he passed away in, in 2012. I've always had a soft spot for Zion culture, but the reality is most signs are ugly, self-indulgent, unreadable wastes of time. This Monette series is, for my money, one of the greatest series of Zions ever produced, and I bought about 15 for a few bucks apiece. From time to time, I'll be referencing these booklets at different destinations throughout my trip. And yes, I had pins from the gay bar, but we'll get to that later when we get to gay Michigan. The Victorian mining town with enormous, empty black beaches of that aforementioned stamp sand and epic ruins of the former Mohawk Mill. And again, yes, I bought a branded gay bar condom for our audio engineer Brent, of course, to replace the one that's been rotting in his wallet for the last eight years. I want to do my part to help keep the dream alive. If you want to know what the end of the world feels like, but would rather skip the radioactivity of Chernobyl, you might visit Gay. You can tour the ruins, walk the black beaches, and contemplate the ultimate futility of your existence to the soft crash of clear, cold waves. Or you can sit home listening to late-era Scott Walker, drinking cold brew in the dark. It's very much the same vibe. I bought jams from a Roman Catholic monastery near Eagle Harbor, and also from a neighboring mom and pop competitor. If I had any self-control, I might have also brought home a few plum tarts, trinary toast, some fish sausage, fago of course, and a cooler full of pasties. I also went to a parade, a 350-year-old birthday party, the site of a former Nazi prison camp, some ghost towns, a few mines, waterfalls, tourist traps, an opera house, and more. In the next episode, we'll be crossing the Mackinac Bridge, really this time, 
and spending an unplanned fortnight in Michigan's lonely peninsula. Big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.